0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar duri on Pulse95. Welcome to the Halftime Show with
1: Omar al duri I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Champions crowned all over sport as the Cricket World Cup comes to an end. Wimbledon witnesses the longest ever final in the titanic clash between Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer. And Riyad Mahrez scored a dramatic late winner to set up a final between Algeria and Senegal in the African Nations Cup. All this and more coming up next on the Halftime Show on Pulse95.
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show. On today's show, I have a cricket specialist, Umran Khan, who's the director of Aces Middle East, representing cricketers around the world. Some of his clients include Shahid Faridi, Moen Ali, and Chris Gale. Umran, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, Umran, how did you keep up with all the sport
2: yesterday? Oh it was an amazing day of sport. Um, the people who live in the UK, they were blessed yesterday. Three big, big uh, events and uh, it was a case of trying to have all three on three different screens yesterday. Yeah exactly. I mean I had Wimbledon on,
1: I had uh, I had the cricket on, then the African Nations Cup was on and there was so much. I mean the UK was spoiled yesterday for choice. Which uh, Which tennis players or cricket team were you following? Well,
2: obviously England (laughs) Um, and then uh, Djokovic
1: yeah yeah did you think he'd win
2: I thought it'd be a tough game yeah Um, but to be frank uh, my my whole focus was on the cricket yesterday
1: nice and talking about the cricket what was your best performance Um, yesterday actually let's go into the world cup final first yesterday when you watched the world cup final what was your standout performance yesterday?
2: Well, first, first and foremost, I think we, I have to go down and say that this was probably the greatest game of cricket in World Cup history.
1: Which is amazing. Uh,
2: we were we were amazed at the actual the performances yesterday. Uh, considering that, I thought uh, I frankly thought that the score that New Zealand had put on was too low. Yeah. But then that pitch. And I think it's been one of the things about the World Cup this year. The pitchers have, have played a major part in the results. What
1: was the condition like, you think?
2: Um, the ball was slowing up. I mean, I've never seen a World Cup where the the, the change up in pace has been so important while you're bowling. Mm-hmm. The bowlers that could basically decrease and increase their pace, they were heads and shoulders above everybody else in this World Cup. And it's the first time I've really seen that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yesterday we, were, we, we, were, we witnessed the greatest game of cricket that i've ever seen amazing and uh you know we were lucky to privileged to see that yeah and
1: you were saying about the bowling it went up to 152 kilometers per hour yeah. yesterday
2: yeah but then the same guy that bowled at that kind of speed could get it down to like 120 which is insane which is this this is why it's it, this this world cup has really been a bowler's world cup yeah yeah um and batsmen have faced uh, you know a difficult time right, uh, right during this world cup
1: and and what was the pivotal moment you think yesterday
2: the pivotal moment yesterday was that stand uh, when when uh, Butler came in, yeah, and uh, England were to be to be honest, I thought England were on their knees there. Yeah,
1: it was very but, very close.
2: But then what's happened is the two batsmen have come in and they have basically given England a platform to to go on. Yeah. Um, but there were there were many points uh, points yesterday which were pivotal to the game. But obviously that super over. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, yeah. Ben Stokes has come yeah. and he's basically stood up head and shoulders and and got England into it so it was it was I mean look there were so many moments in that game but you know you won't forget that game in a long time. And
1: you speak about Ben Stokes but he showed a lot of character yesterday.
2: He's shown a lot of character over the last year, considering the things that have gone on off the field for him. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, speaking to some of the boys in the England camp that I know quite well, they speak very highly of Ben Stokes and his character. Yeah, um, and he's one of those guys that, in the trenches, he's one guy that you'd want in there with you. He's a proper leader. Proper.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, where do we go from here when it comes to the the winners and losers of this? You know this tournament? what?
2: First of all, I think we need to congratulate New Zealand because yeah. they 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 showed that they're a good cricketing side. They didn't deserve to lose that, uh, and they didn't lose it. If you look at the result, England won the World Cup, but they drew the game, they drew the Super over. So, big, big hats off to New Zealand. Where do we go from here? Well, you know what, it's going to be... How can you... Where can you go? That's it's right. game ever. That's right. Where can you go? It's and just an advert, advert for cricket. And what a way to end. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially after... Uh, what a know, finale to a brilliant tournament. Brilliant tournament. Yeah.
1: Coming up next, the highs and lows, the best performers, and the match of the tournament, only on Pulse, Ninety-five.
0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aburi.
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show. For all those cricket lovers, we have a cricket special for you today. I hope you're tuned in. If you do miss our show, which you shouldn't, then you can tune in on the Apple Podcast or SoundCloud on the Halftime Show or on Pulse95Radio.com or on Instagram Live. So you got no excuses, cricket lovers. And today I have a special guest, Umran. We spoke about the World Cup. Now, what's been your highs and lows of the tournament so far?
2: Uh, I think, well, obviously the high has got to be the final. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable final. The lows are obviously the the weather. Um England in the summer is not renowned for the, for its sunny conditions. It's uh, funny how
1: that, that one period where you normally have events happening, the weather's good just for that part. <laughs>
2: yeah, for, for the final. <laughs> exactly. The, 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 was beautiful. Wimbledon, yeah. sun, you know, Lord's sun. But there's been a few games which have been rained off yeah. uh, which which affected especially Pakistan's uh, uh, moving on in the tournament. And, and tell me about that. And we know when you say it affected that. Psychologically, how does that affect the players? Well, it affects them because it's it's, it's points dropped Mm -hmm. Um, you know who's to know what they could have done on the day yeah so yeah it's points dropped so psychologically it's a negative effect
1: so we talk about the lows you know obviously being the the weather conditions and you know and uh, the
2: delay let's say in play but what's been the highs the highs have been some of the performances uh there was what you know there's been a couple of standout for example catches yeah. in this tournament the, the one that ben Sto- stokes took the one-handed catch which was phenomenal which was uh, it shouldn't have there's no one that should have been able to take that catch yeah, yeah. it was impossible to catch that and he yeah. caught it um i'll always remember the catch that was taken on the boundary by uh from the new zealand uh, batsman who Caught a Braithwaite, the West Indies. Right, he right. Tried to hit the six off the last ball. Yes, yeah. And yep. he got caught on the boundary. Amazing. That turned the game. If and you that know, catch would have been taken, New Zealand wouldn't have been in the final. When you talk about catches,
1: with that, is that muscle memory? Is that repetition? What, what is that That's
2: exactly? Just instinct. Really. That's just you either instinct. have it or you don't. Uh, you, basically.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. and and, yeah. and with these players, they've played for years. So when you look at that, how do you? put together a skill set to be able to trust the player to go out there regardless of the conditions regardless of the opponents ahead of you you know how does a player approach the game like that
2: i mean now more and more players are uh, uh training uh, uh on um, fast uh, fast movements yeah uh training with uh, uh fast feet i yeah. mean this the training has changed over the years yeah now you see players uh, uh, doing uh, quick, uh, accurate throwing. For example, right. that, that wasn't the case back in the day. Right. Uh, before they just go running. Yeah. Now the whole the, the whole procedures changed with uh, training.
1: And has that and been due to let's say stuff like sports science and technology jumping science.
2: in? Yeah, but the games moved on. Right. The games become quicker. Right. Now a, a, a plus 300 score is the norm. Right. Right. Before, when you t- you score 300, it was like a big total. Yeah. Now
1: is yeah. the norm. Oh, amazing and so we spoke about the match of the tournament we said that obviously the final was yeah. incredible but you said you had some interesting stats in terms of you know uh, collaborating
2: how how this tournament went What's what stood out for you in that sense? Well there's been some big names that have bowed out in this tournament um, I, I think we've seen uh, the last of for example Dhoni mm-hmm. I mean he was a yeah. great a legend of a player uh, so i think this will be his last world cup another big player that's already bowed out is uh, shoaib malik right right shoaib malik's another big player who's bowed out so there's been a lot of players that we probably won't see again in a world cup tournament and i'm talking about high quality players chris gale he will not be playing in another world cup tournament which is a shame yeah so there's you know for me it's been uh it's been sad to say to see that so many good players will not be playing again yeah but then some good new players have come through, mm-hmm. you know, and that jo- opens the door for the yeah. new, the new generation. Archer, yeah Archer, amazing bowler. Mm-hmm. Shahina Afridi, amazing bowler. Yeah, so the, the 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 production line is alive and kicking. Amazing, amazing. And actually, it's funny. There's one
1: scene I saw in the celebrations yesterday with Mawin Ali. When they were just about to spray the yeah. team, and he just
2: ran out of the shot, that was pace at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> cup final. I've, se- I've seen quite a few memes on that, and I spoke to Moin and Adil last night. Yeah, and they told me that what usually happens is they get they get uh, like a message from someone that they're going to start the champagne. Right. They didn't get that message. Really. So Adil saw it uh-huh. and looked at Moin and gave him a nudge, and they both ran off because they didn't want to get sprayed. And yeah, that was and, trending you know, all over Twitter. Yeah, this yeah. And obviously they're, they're they're practicing Muslims, and they didn't want to get the alcohol on them, so they they did a quick quick exit
1: no that's brilliant brilliant And honestly like I said it was uh it was good to it was good to watch It was good to see you know the camaraderie in the camp you know yeah. sometimes that's not always said especially that it's the first is it the first cricket world, world cup, cup you yeah. know first cricket yeah. world cup to win um that was brilliant We're well, coming up next on the halftime show we're looking forward to the ashes we're talking about the players to watch and what the ashes means stay tuned for more on the halftime show on pulse 95
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri.
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just joining us, we've got a cricket special today with Umran Khan, speaking all cricket. Now, Umran, after that hectic World Cup final yesterday, what's up next?
2: The one and only, Ashes.
1: Whoa, plenty of people are looking forward to the Ashes. So what can we expect
2: from the Ashes? You can expect two very, very good teams going head to head Mm -hmm. in what's probably the best bilateral series in the world.
1: Amazing, amazing. And from that, just let us know, give us an insight on what the Ashes means.
2: The Ashes means everything. for the England cricket fans, it's the the, the battle with the arch enemy. Mm-hmm. For the Australian cricket fans, it's the battle with the arch enemy. So it's basically the battle of cricket. Right. I know India Pakistan's another one. Yeah. But which is quite ashes, a fierce
1: rivalry as very well. Very
2: fierce, very very fierce. You know? But this is on par with that, and uh, it's it, it it's serious business.
1: And well, that, I mean, that's that's already got a lot behind it. But how long does that normally take in terms of the Ashes?
2: The Ashes goes on for. Month and a half, yeah, Uh, test matches, ODIs, T20s, Mm -hmm. so it's a full series, right? Um, And this this one's going to be played in England, amazing! So the home crowd's going to be behind England, yeah. And the importance of the Ashes can be stated in 2005, when England won the Ashes at home, there was a parade through central London where above a half a million people turned up to welcome the team on the streets of London. That shows you how important the Ashes is. If and I and I said this to Moin Ali uh, at the beginning of the summer. I said to him, "This is a uh, this is a is a career defining summer. If you win the World Cup and you win the Ashes, you go down in folklore." And especially now with the World Cup, World Cup's in the bag, so everyone's buzzing. World everyone's Cup's in the bag. It. Yep, World Cup's in the bag. The Ashes is there now. Let's hope the boys can uh, step up to the plate, take the Ashes. They're legends. It's going to be a big tournament. Talking about the boys. Have you got any players to watch for the Ashes? Stokes, Ben Mm -hmm. Stokes. Yeah. Um, I I think Steve Smith's going to be on a recovery mission. Right. Um, They're the two main players I'm I'm thinking. Um, I think Ben Stokes is one because, like I said to you before, he's one of those who's a a battler, who's a fighter. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Smith has got a lot to prove people uh, after his misdemeanor. So I think that he's going to uh, pull out all the stops. So and I how have
1: how have people taken Smith? You know, as you said about the misdemeanour, and there's been a lot of talk in the media yeah. about that. How how has he been? How I think he been he's taken?
2: been. I think he's been treated lightly by the fans. I mean, so? I, I know if I was a, an opposition fan, I would be giving him a lot of stick. Right. But he hasn't been getting that uh, from what I've seen in mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, English crowds. Yeah. So I think um, he's got off lightly.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting because the media sometimes have specific players that they're more lenient with. Yeah. And I feel this has probably been the case with him. I think so.
2: Because, you know, he's been a, a very gracious captain in the past. He's made a mistake He's yeah. paid for his mistakes So I think the media Have basically laid off him But if he was one of those Captains who was a bit In your face Yeah I think the media Would have crucified him
1: And that comes down To his character You feel I think his character But yeah. how many Normally with the media How many mistakes Do they allow That is the question We know yeah. how hard They can be Even with the most of Dialing of characters When it comes to sports Yeah you think he's got another lifeline in him
2: yeah well you know what? I think those tears in front of the cameras when he got caught helped a big deal because you know he cried uh, and and he seemed to show his emotion yeah and I think that's uh, helped him
1: do you think that that's something that's lacking in in the game in terms of emotion in
2: cricket you know what emotion can be seen as a weakness yeah Um, as a professional sportsman right uh, showing your emotion to your uh, opponent isn't the done thing right Um, so it can can be a weakness it can be an advantage I suppose in this case it's it's an advantage for him because obviously the media have laid off him and I think it's because of the fact that he he cried
1: well that's really interesting anyone who's listening into the halftime show let us know how how big is emotion when it comes to the sport of cricket text us on 4215 or if you're on Instagram live send us your messages in and let us know what you think does emotion play a big part in cricket is it something that is seen or perceived as a sign of weakness or is it something that shows how much someone cares Um, let us know text us on 4215 or message us on Instagram live more on the halftime show coming up next before we do wrap up into the break shout out to RR who's not feeling well at the moment now who's a big part of family here at Pulse95 we love you and we hope you get well very very soon much love more to come on Pulse95
0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast.
2: This is the Halftime
0: Show with Omar Maduri. On Pulse95.
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show. A lot to cover in the world of sport. Now, Wimbledon. Wimbledon, Wimbledon, Wimbledon. Umran, you watched that yesterday.
2: Yeah, some of it.
1: Okay, before we go into the the match that everyone was talking about yesterday, we can't forget Simona Halep overpowered Serena Williams in what seemed a strange women's final. Halep was definitely the best player on the day, but questions were raised over Serena Williams after her 26 unforced errors and the manner in which she lost. Halep was faultless and with the lowest unforced errors in the history of women's in the women's final she displayed a remarkable display at SW19 three unforced errors which means Halep was definitely on the ball but Serena Williams just did not seem right for me on the day did you see the women's final
2: no I didn't see the women's final but I read about it in the papers and it seemed that yeah like you said her focus wasn't there Um, yeah She's been there, seen it, done it. I'm just, I'll ask the question, is she, is she, does she want it as much now?
1: Well, that's the thing. As soon as she's, she actually slipped out of the top 10 rankings, and I mean, a lot of people say, what are rankings and what are seedings? But Serena Williams is a powerhouse.
2: Yeah. No you know,
1: doubt. I definitely, definitely wanted to see her, you know, pick up the title. But the Romanian it was just incredible. And shout out to Romania. I know a lot of people were following her. But one of the things I definitely, definitely cannot ignore this weekend, the numbers. and 13-12 is what Wimbledon Centre Court witnessed yesterday. At 4 hours and 57 minutes, it was the longest Wimbledon final ever played and settled by a final set tie break for the first time in Wimbledon finals history. Djokovic is the first man in 71 years to win the title from match points down. He is now level with Bjorn Borg as a five-time Wimbledon winner. Umran, were you following Federer or were you following Djokovic yesterday? Djokovic. Really? I mean, the
2: guy's a supreme athlete. Uh, Federer is a master of, the, of, of his craft as well. But um, that game, again, was uh, unbelievable. And I, and I suppose that rule had been put in place. Otherwise, that tiebreak would still be going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a question in from Solodon who asked, why did the tennis have a tiebreak at 12-12? probably because someone needed to go home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's probably why mind you the endurance and the stamina and the focus shown by both players I mean Federer's is 37 unbelievable and he looked as fresh as they come he was so sharp Djokovic is incredible and there's, there's a reason why he's seed number one but Federer was unreal and at some point he must be thinking this morning after being that sore how he let that slip yesterday. Yeah,
2: yeah, that must come into his mind but you know I have getting beaten by Djokovic. Yeah. I mean, the the guy is he's a he's an athlete par excellence. There's no one that touches him in uh, and there's only three players in the men's division that are on that level and that Djokovic is one, fedra and Nadal. And yeah. those three, I mean, you know, they're, they're box office. They are box they're office. Box and and, office. and
1: that's exactly what it was. We saw all these celebrities in the crowd watching uh, Wimbledon tennis. And and the final lived up to every second of whoever was there watching. It was one of the greatest finals. Again, we were blessed yesterday with sport. If you missed out on the show, it's on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. You missed a great show today with Umran Khan, a specialist in cricket. And also, the world of tennis came to an end yesterday as we mentioned Wimbledon but there was also something else going on yesterday and it was the African Nations Cup semi-finals wow I mean where, where do we st- where do we start with that? everyone's everyone's going to talk about the second one but let's let's talk about the first one first to uh, Tunis against Senegal 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 with the outstanding players of Mane and Koulibale and Mdai and all these players have definitely been um, worth the ticket when it's come to the African Nations Cup. It's been a mixed uh, mixed African Nations Cup, but I definitely think they've earned their way to the final. Most definitely. I felt a little bit sorry for, for Tunisia, to be honest, because I know for a fact for them to reach that far and not get to the final, is in Egypt as well, would have been a great showcase for them. But on the other side, the mouth-watering clash between Algeria and Nigeria had everyone on the edge of their seats. And one marvellous Mahrez has his moment for Algeria to set up the final against Senegal with a free kick in the last second of the 90 minutes. And And, what a free kick it was. And what a free kick it was. He's been a lot... Uh, he's been tamed quite a bit by his manager who's done a fantastic job by the way probably the manager of the tournament even if they don't win the final but what I liked about that is he's really kept control of that dressing room and the players there really follow a unity that I haven't seen in a national team in Africa for a very long time there's always that one star and he has been that star throughout the tournament but for me it just had his name
2: all over it as soon as that free kick was given on the edge of the box, I think he's sending out a message to Pep Guardiola as well you think so? I think so I think he's sending out a message that he's good enough to play in the Premier League week in week out and he's playing in a big tournament now and he's doing the business
1: yeah I think so do you think he'd he'd want to leave Manchester City?
2: I don't think he I think he wants to get his place in the team right and with players like
1: Sané Bernardo Silva De Bruyne Aguero Gabriel Jesus the names are endless And we have definitely seen a great, a great semi-final. Now, coming up to the final, it's going to be Senegal against Algeria. Who do you have to win? Text us on 4215 or let us know who do you have as the winner of the tournament. We're coming up to full time on the halftime show. But before we do so, a special shout out to RR from the Pulse95 family. Hope you get well soon, brother. We love you and we hope you get well very, very soon. Umran and Jibreel, thank you for coming on the show. You've been great guests.
2: It's been a pleasure.
1: And hopefully we will see you very, very soon. For everyone else, have an amazing day. Over to you on Pulse 95.
0: This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.